the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. The secular world in which we live today is all about self-gratification. There is nothing under the sun that is unimaginable for those who are driven by this kind of self-centeredness. God said we must lay aside everything that draws us into such depravity. Even though this type of living fails to fulfill, man continues to pursue it. God admonishes us to lay aside every weight and follow him. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander encourages us to rise from mediocrity to spiritual fulfillment as we follow Jesus Christ. Number seven, if you're going to have victory and be successful in this year, choosing to remove negative influences are important steps for moving in the right direction to achieve success. Psalms 1, 1 says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Choosing to remove negative influences are important steps for moving in the right direction to achieve success. Don't expect success walking with people who are going the wrong direction. That's some people you need to get out of your life. That need to be a blessed subtraction. Don't expect success walking with people who are going in the wrong direction. Be a leader and not a follower in your families, on that job where folk are living any kind of way. Let your light shine and refuse to allow darkness to overtake you in the midst of that culture. Keeping company with foolish, carnal, misdirected people will spiral you into spiritual regression and cause you to waste valuable time and even waste your life with people who are sinking into sin and going the wrong direction. Therefore, surround yourself with those who will inspire and challenge you to dream and to reach for the stars. Start dismissing folk who are weights in your life. That's right. There are people on your job you ought not be running with and hanging around. There's some people, instead of you influencing them for righteousness, they're influencing you for the devil's cause because you're a follower and not a leader. That's right. Somebody said, well, why don't we go out and do that? No, I don't want to do that. They say, well, I'm a Christian and I have conviction and my Lord doesn't want me to do that. If you're going to have a successful year this year, you want to seek success like you've never seen it. You want to rise to your God-given potential, stay the course, and refuse to quit. You need to know what the Lord is calling you to do in this season of your life and refuse to quit in this season of your life. That means that if you're going to stay the course, you've got to deny yourself and realize it's not about you. If you're going to stay the course, you must be resilient. If you want to stay the course, you must have tenacity. If you want to stay the course, you must be persistent. Life is hard. People are difficult. Marriage can be challenging. Rearing children is no easy task. You can't kick children out the house 
at five years old. Okay? Stay the course. Sometimes they come full circle and come back home. You think you've done it. Here they come with they chilling. You say, oh, God, why you do this to me? Sometimes you got to let them back, patch them up, and get them back out. Don't say it. Don't be so quick to say if you make your bed hard, you got to lay in it as if you've not made mistakes, as if you always been where you are now. Have sensitivity. Refuse to deviate from God's plan for your life. He has a plan and purpose for your life. And when he reveals it, don't let anybody take you away from his design plan specifically, uniquely for you. God's plan for your life is a special tailor-made plan. No matter how difficult the task or purpose. James 5.11 says, indeed, we count them blessed who endure. Some of you say, well, I'm going to quit the minute I've been teaching or I've been in a counselor. I've been in family ministry. I've been doing it a long time. But Jesus has been putting up with you a long time, too. And he hadn't quit on you. Why are you quitting on him? You know, you you all tired. And Jesus said, well, so I'm tired of you. But I haven't given up on you. Y'all want go, you want to get tired on God, but then God doesn't get tired of you. You know, yes, he does, especially your ways. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. I thank God for his compassion because if it wasn't for his mercy and compassion, I'd have been wiped out a long time ago. You know, when most people quit, it's when they're halfway through, when they're halfway through, halfway through that book, halfway through school, after 25 years of marriage, they quit. You must resist the impulse or temptation to quit, especially when you're about halfway through, especially when that project is rigorous, especially in place of employment where things are not right and they're getting more difficult. They're requiring more work with less pay, with less people. When you're in graduate school, certification programs, when it gets difficult, don't quit. Weight loss programs, some of you started and you're still eating everything under the sun. Stop expecting good resort with your weight and you just eating every kind of thing under the sun. Debt reduction, you spin yourself into brokenness. The issue is not how much money you make, it's how you're managing what God has already given you. Why should God give you more and you're not managing as a steward that which he has blessed you with? Marital challenges, don't quit. She looked at me funny, she didn't fix my coffee right. Well, you fix it, Okay. Husbands and wives both have responsibilities. You both need to serve each other. You both need to be a team. You both need to help achieve goals that you're setting. Don't give up on your children because they're unmotivated. Some children are late bloomers. Don't don't give up on your children because they disappoint you. Don't give up on your children because they get in trouble. That's when they need your prayers the most. There are some who even leave the church when problems arise or things don't go their way. For example, they leave their leadership position in ministry without God's permission because of feeling tired. They leave the church or their leadership position because of personal problems. Who don't have personal problems? You keep working that job with personal problems or you leave because of a lack of commitment. Uncommitment has settled in. Be careful. Number nine, you cannot reach your God given potential apart from setting boundaries in your life. 
You cannot advance in the kingdom of God. You cannot reach your God-given potential. You cannot experience a success that could be yours apart from setting healthy boundaries in your life. Say boundaries. Some of y'all haven't said it. Some of you are scared to say it. Because your freedom is choking the life out of you. Some of you cannot manage your freedom. And it's killing you. You can't manage it. He said, why boundary? Listen, with your children, you boundary. I said, don't go out in the streets. Why are you teaching children not to go out in the streets? Because you don't want them to get hurt. Now, if they go out there and you find them out there in that street and you've told them three times, what you going to do? There are going to be consequences. You're going to spank their, patty, their fatty part on the backside. You're going to help them to learn to what? Obey. You know, I said, oh, my kids are playing out in the street. That's so cool. Wait a minute. Come on. It's you safeguard. You don't give a 10-year-old the keys to the car. Amen. They can't have it. You, that, that's, you, you going to jail. These boundaries safeguard your personal lives, your physical lives, and your spiritual life. God gives rules and guidelines and law, divine laws to safeguard us, to protect us. God is not in the sky being some cosmic killjoy. Tell it so that you can just be miserable. No, the laws of God are designed to preserve you, to protect you. These boundaries safeguard your personal, physical, and spiritual lives. For example, before you date, say date, you must set up some non-negotiable boundaries. They come to date. Some of you say, "Uh uh-oh. Such as dating someone who is unsaved. That's unequally yoked. I mean, if he's saved, and, she, and she's unrighteous. I don't care how cute she is. She's not for you. I don't care how smart she is. Don't mess with her. And some of you, you end up in two or three divorces because you got off to a bad start dating folk that God has already forbidden. Some of you are dating too early. 13 years, 13 years old talking about I'm in love. I said, boy, you better go learn how to count. <laughs> you can't read, can't write. Can't conjugate a verb talking about I'm in love. You can't even spell love. 18 is too early. I'm going to scare some of y'all now. He said, 18? Yeah, that's too early. You just begin to smell yourself. 18 too early? Yeah, too early. He said, why? You just getting out the house. You don't have a job. You're not mature. You just got grown. You still got some craziness in you. Oh, don't let me go on down the road. Wait! Pastor Rander continues today's message with forthright language as led by the Holy Spirit. Through him, God reveals to us the things that keep us in secular bondage, addictions to pornography, gambling, social media, illegal drug use, prescription drug abuse, getting rather than giving, get-rich-quick schemes, and so much more that leads to the unthinkable crimes and depraved we regularly hear about through the news media. Our sovereign God can and will change things when we obediently walk by faith in Him and not by sight. Listen closely. And you children who are 10, 13, 15, listen to me. Learn to grow up slowly. Hold on to your childhood as long as you can. If you're not paying a light bill or electric bill, you're not paying house note, you're not paying insurance, you in the best days of your life, receive it and love it. And obey. Have a great attitude. 18. Go to go to school. And get a trade. 
to have something to offer somebody, man, you're talking about dating somebody, you can't provide for them, you 18 years old. You can't even provide for yourself. You would take somebody's daughter, the first thing that, that, that father want to know is how you going to take care of Show me what you got. Because some of them, excuse the English, don't got nothing. Oh, God, I just, that's not written. The Lord just threw that in the spiritual caveat. Before you date, you must set up non-negotiables, such as not dating someone who is unsaved or being alone with the opposite sex, to which could lead you into compromising situations. Anytime you get alone, 12 o'clock midnight, and y'all in that car by yourself. Don't tell me everything's cool. You in the heat of the moment. Won't you say amen? Look how quiet it's getting. Some of you old folk too. You can't bring all these folk in the house being single, single parent. Every, every other week is a different man and your children looking at that. You teach them to do the same thing. I was at the funeral yesterday. I mean, well, uh, after hour at the house. And I was telling this young couple, just nice and just as sweet. I just assumed they were married. I, the Lord just let me, let me ask them, well, how long y'all been married? Uh-oh, here it come. <laughs> well, we're not. I say, you're not? With this pretty, this baby about four or five years old, running around just happy, they're holding them and doing I say, y'all not married. They're good-looking people, very skilled, very, I say, y'all not married? And uh, what, the mama passed by, tell them, tell them. <laughs> Some other cook. I mean, you'd be surprised when you have come say these ears were hearing way over. And they started gravitating around me. Yeah. I said, well, you know, why don't we do something about that right now? I, somebody said, well, here's my, I think the mama said, well, here's my ring. She took up wedding band off. And then I took my wedding band off. And I gave my wedding band to him. And the mama, somebody read it, hey, well, here, look, here's mine. He gave that to the girl. And I said, I'm the preacher, and the house is full of folk out for this funeral, so everybody's here. Why don't we just have a wedding? <laughs> Look at this beautiful child. You don't want your child to grow up in a living relationship. You won't be sleeping together and don't have license. You get license to hunt. You get license for dogs. You get license to fish. Girl, you ought to have some dignity and let that man get some license for you. I took the ring back and we gave the rings back, but I wanted to, we wanted to make a vivid point. And they looked at each other and they didn't know what to do. And they had never seen me before, but they will never forget me. <laughs> oh God, help me with this. Dating someone who is unsaved or being alone with the opposite sex, which could lead, lead you into a compromising situation or cause you to lose your Christian testimony. One example would be kissing. You say, we can't kiss when we're dating. Keep your lips off of her. You say you legalistic. No, I'm trying to help you. Listen, a pet on the cheek. Now, that seems simple. On the cheek. A peck on the cheek can turn into passionate kissing, which can lead to lustful desires Loss of virginity, pregnancy, or even disease. It can start with a a peck on the cheek. You must screen your music. You can't listen to all this cop killing stuff, degrading of women. That stuff get all down in your spirit and you start treating women according to what you're hearing. 
You're looking at cable television. Your parents, some of you parents are looking at stuff that's no good. And your children is picking this stuff up and they're going to look at worse stuff than, than you have chosen for yourself. As well as video games you play. All this murder and blood. And wonder why people can kill and maim with no sense of consciousness. It's because of those games. You need to set boundaries on how much of your personal information you will share on social media. There needs to be some boundaries. You're putting yourself on the worldwide Internet and it's seen all over in Japan and Germany and Korea and Africa. Girl, don't you show no part of your body to a man and then he get mad at you and show your nakedness. That's perversion. And it comes back to haunt you. Don't act a fool on the internet talking about look at this. And then when it's time for you to get a job, they do a search and see your foolishness and you don't get hired. That stuff stay in there. You need to put boundaries on alcohol. How much alcohol you will assume. Now y'all will say, man, I'm not on pornography. I, 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 I ain't doing all that stuff he talking about. Let me talk about alcohol. Say alcohol. <laughs> I, I got to say something now. Now, listen, the Bible warns about seductive and the destructive nature of alcohol. I want everybody with the Bible to turn to Proverbs 20, verse 1. And then I want you to turn to Proverbs 23, 29 to 35. We're going to deal with the subject of alcohol. alcohol. Let me help y'all out. Some of y'all have gotten too comfortable. Look what it says. Wine is a marker. Strong drink is a brawler. And whoever is led astray by it is not wise. Alcohol, out of proportion, can make a fool out of you. Proverbs 23, 29 to 35. Who has anguish? Who has sorrow? Who is always fighting? You know, alcohol make you fight. Who is always complaining? Oh, that's why she's a complainer. Who has unnecessary bruises? Who has bloodshot eyes? It is one who spend long hours in the taverns. Trying out new drinks. Some of you trying out, you make, you're making your own concoctions. Don't gaze at the wine, seeing how red it is, how it sparkles in the cup. Looks so pretty. How smoothly it goes down. Ah, for in the end, it bites like a poisonous snake. It stings like a viper. You will see hallucinations. Hey, you you upside down. And you will say crazy things. You will even stagger like a sailor tossed at sea, clinging to a swaying mast. And you will say, they hit me, but I didn't feel it. You know, when people come in and say they've been all beat up and didn't know they were in a fight. I didn't even know it when they beat me up. When will I wake up so I can look for another drink? Now, I want to say something before you get too nervous. Even the Bible does not forbid drinking of alcohol. I can't find a passage in here. I used to be hardline legalistic and say, don't drink at all. You have committed the court. No sin. But I had to back up as I matured up. That's why you be patient. There's some things I said 30 years ago I don't say now because I learned better. And hopefully you learn better too as you grow. So don't just look at me like you're not growing. Even here, okay? Even though the Bible does not forbid alcohol, it warns 
about its devastating effects. Now, let me just give you some things. Alcohol is a billion dollar business. People drink when they rise up in the morning. They drink at lunch and they drink at happy hour. They drink before they go to bed at night. They drink when they're happy. They drink when they're depressed. They drink when they're angry. They drink when the loved one dies. They drink when they have problems. They drink when they celebrate Christmas. They drink for major holidays and they drink for special occasions. They drink for accomplishment. Let's have a beer. Let's have a cause. Let's have whiskey. I get on the airport, a tender. Give me a drink. Man, when I get in that, on that plane, give me a prayer. <laughs> I don't want to go down drunk. While most people can drink socially and don't become alcoholics, others gradually increase the amount of alcohol they consume until their drinking gets out of control. Still, others have a genetic predisposition to alcohol and quickly lose control. Nationally recognized family counselor Doris Wilhelmering recommends we pay attention to the following signs. Your tolerance for alcohol is increasing. Well, one drink relaxed you in the past. Now it takes two or three. Here's another sign. You drink every day. Another sign. You've been thinking about cutting down on how much you drink, but never do. Another sign, you're beginning to drink more when you're alone. Another sign, your spouse or friends remark that you're drinking more than usual. Another sign, you control your drinking during the week, but binge on the weekend. Alcohol can affect every aspect of your life from your personal relationships to your job and your health. Stop trying to lose weight with alcohol. It brings weight gain. It has an adverse effect on almost every organ in your body, including your brain, your heart, and your liver. Be warned, never go back and engage in that which God has delivered you from, lest you become re-enslaved and your latter state becomes worse than your first. Some of you have been delivered from it, now you're going back and taste it, and it, go, it takes you back into enslavement. Alcohol can also damage your Christian testimony and cause your children to stumble. You got all that stuff in your fridge and on shelves and all this, and your kids looking at you having a good time, and then you turn around. They kill somebody in the car because they couldn't control it, even though the parent could. You let them into drinking by what was in that fridge or on the shelf. Scripture says, in Romans 14, 21, it is good neither to eat meat or drink wine, nor do anything by which your brother stumbles or offended or else is made weak. First Corinthians 8, 13 says, therefore, if food makes your brother to stumble or if alcohol or anything you're doing causes your brother to stumble, I will never again eat meat lest my brother stumble. First Corinthians 8, 9 says, but beware lest somehow this liberty of yours, your freedom that you have, yes, you have freedom to drink, but this liberty of yours can become a stumbling block to those who are weak. You don't know who has been delivered and them seeing you do it, cause them to go back into it and you let them even unknowingly. 
I'm going to tell you something else. If your spouse is uncomfortable with your drinking alcohol in the home, then you must abstain. You must honor your spouse. Some of you need to establish boundaries. You say, but I don't, I don't drink. Ooh, get them, God. Sick them, pastor. Some of you need to establish boundaries with your eating habits and non-alcoholic drinks as well. For example, sugary drinks such as sodas. Sodas can do as much harm to heart health as junk food, according to new research out of Harvard University, as little as one soda. Say one soda. One soda a day increases the risk of heart attacks by 35% and stroke by 16%. Sugar increases the risk of type 2 diabetes a major risk factor for cardiovascular disease. Refuse to live on the edge. Some of you, you get close to the edge without yielding to sin. I have a scripture for you. Proverbs 25, 28a. It says, a person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. You say, what, what does that mean? If there are no walls in your life, which are boundaries, then there is no protection for you, which means that anything can come in or out of your life with nothing to stop it. There's not a boundary. So you let anything in, anything out. Finally, but not the least, if you're going to achieve great things in your life, you must refuse to live a life of unfaithfulness. That means you need to have regular church attendance. You need to be punctual when you're coming to church. Some of you are unfaithful in Bible reading and praying and tithing. Give 10% to the Lord of your income. Some of you are unfaithful in giving excellence and quality in the ministry. God only blesses faithfulness. Unfaithfulness is a sin which leads to divine chastening by God. First Chronicles chapter 10, verse 13a says, So Saul died for his unfaithfulness which he had committed against the Lord because he did not keep the word of the Lord. Saul's unfaithfulness killed him. Wow. I repeat, Saul's unfaithfulness killed him. My friend, how faithful are you? Revelation 2.10b also says, be faithful unto death and I will give you a crown of life. My friend, it should be our goal to finish well. Finish well. This may be our last year on earth. We need to make it count and we need to finish well. Let me tell you something. Uh, as I conclude, I say this to you. Listen, we're too close to being with Jesus to turn back now. We got, listen, we've gone so long in this life and the years and the decades have come and we've gone bald. Our hair has turned gray unless you've dyed it. We've been serving the Lord a long time, but I'm not tired yet. And I've gone too far to turn back now. It is my desire at my age to finish well. All God's children said. The word of God tells us that there is no salvation in any other or anything except Jesus Christ the only name under heaven by which we must be saved. We can and many do live victoriously through obedient faith in our Lord and Savior. In Him alone we are redeemed and forgiven. He is the way, the truth, and the life. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, 
or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.